What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you know, respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com. And on this episode of Network and Spill, we are doing a hashtag stranger danger episode. And I've got someone really exciting. I'm actually really pumped. I've been really pumped about this for the last few days. Miss Danielle Watson here. Um, so I met Danielle as like the how did we meet sort of portion of this. I met her literally what, like less than a month ago at the DC PodFest here in Arlington, Virginia. And I went kind of on a whim. I found out about it and I showed up and Danielle was speaking, but she was dressed so well, like so beautifully in this like really form-fitting bright red dress. And I was like, oh my God, who is this person? And she was speaking and she was communicating with other folks in the building. And so we just started chatting. And obviously because I'm Whitney Danielle and she's Danielle, we bonded over our names. Um, And I spoke with her a little bit. Obviously, I knew she was someone to know, but I purposefully did not Google her. I have not looked her up, social media stalked at all. We did add each other. Um, She was nice enough to follow up and add me on social media, but I haven't really talked to her since the event. Um, And I want to talk about a lot of different things here, but first, I want to welcome Miss Danielle to the show. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited. Okay. So why don't you introduce yourself and just tell everybody who's listening who you are and where you're from? Yes. So obviously we share the first name, Danielle. And for a long time, my last name has been Watson. And I'm in the process of actually changing it over to Daily, which is a very interesting experience. Experience uh, changing one's name. It is something that I'm doing sort of like having a separate nom de plume or a professional name or a stage name. The Danielle Daly is this other identity that I have created for myself. And I'm actually originally from Northern California, but I've lived in the DC metro area for about 15 years. Nice. Okay. So, okay. So you're going from Danielle Watson to Danielle Daly. So tell us about the name change. I I know you said it's business, a little bit business related, but what sparked that? And what are you most excited about as it pertains to having this new name? So I, I chose the name because I have a daily sort of practice that I do. And I, it's not always the same practice, but I'm sort of known by people who've been following me for a long time for doing daily things. Like the book that I wrote is a series of daily notes that I wrote. I did a photo project several years back where I took a photo every single day. When I started my Danielle Daily Show, it was truly a daily show. I did a meditation practice for 365 consecutive days. So the daily just kind of happened. And then at some point I realized that there are sort of two parts to me. There's my introverted nature. There is my happy to keep to myself, quiet, I don't want to be noticed version of me. And then there's sort of like how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce that she uses when she gets on stage to perform. There's this other Danielle who gets up and performs. And 
at some point I just realized that the Danielle Daly, that was my performance name. It was sort of like the rock or the Hulk. It was this other entity <laughs> that was also me. And so I just decided that I wanted to have that separation. I wanted to have my public persona, who is the grandest, biggest, best, most developed, most extroverted, talkative, happy to be with people version of me that I can be. But then I can also be, you know, Danielle Watson, the, the girl who really is afraid to do all of those things. Nice. Okay. So it's like an alter ego then. Yep. Okay. I like it. I like both. So do you want to go by, should we just go by for the rest of this episode is just Danielle Daly? We can. Okay. <laughs> now I feel like I should have a special name. I don't know. It's so funny. We were just talking about this in my house that I have all these nicknames my parents have given me over the years that are horrible nicknames. Oh. But nobody else really has like, um, <laughs> nickname in the house I've got three sisters and I'm the only one with this many nicknames but I, I do I feel like having that um, alter ego like Sasha Fierce is really 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 powerful because it lets you step out of your norm it lets you step out of your comfort zone and it also shows the world what else you have to offer than what meets the eye or what you typically kind of show up as right Right. Yeah. The, the alter ego doesn't have any of your fears or hangups or sort of obedience training that, that our normal self has. It's fresh and new and it's just starting from where it is we are now. And we get to create it from our adult consciousness rather than, you know, our regular self or persona is something that was influenced before we really were conscious enough to think about who it is we wanted to be. Hmm. Okay. And I agree. I, I agree that consciousness level of, you know, whether we're doing things out of habit or whether we're not, we're trying to push that, push that barrier, that boundary that we create, um, you know, as we're kids, because our parents are like, oh, don't do that. Or, oh, be lenient or I'll do this. And it's like, no, I'm actually going to do That's why I love this segment called Stranger Danger, because when I was little, my mom literally would tell me, Whitney, please do not talk to strangers. Please stop talking to people you don't know. This is not a good look. Like You could get kidnapped. It could end poorly for you. And I had no fear. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to kind of spend my time exploring other people and hearing where they were from and what they had to offer. So I agree. I think the stranger danger is kind of that, um, you know, getting out of your comfort zone because it can be scary talking to people that you don't know and um, who you've never met before. And it's, it's also kind of vulnerable because you get to ask questions and sometimes you don't know where the line is, right? That's a huge thing. I think a lot of people are afraid of is, well, where's the line? So if I had said, well, why did you change your name? And you said, oh, and then it was like a really bad, sad story, then I wouldn't have known that. And I could have, you know, made you upset or I could have embarrassed myself. And so we have to sort of ask these questions. I think when we're meeting people, for anybody who's listening, just always remember to ask in an innocent and sort of open-minded way and always try to be cautious to make sure that you're not obviously offending and hurting someone maybe haphazardly. You don't realize it, but I love that. Stranger Danger for me is kind of like the, the alter ego of the show in the sense that like I get to do what my mom told me not to do. And I love that. I love that so much that you were just Miss Chatty Kathy and saying hi to everybody and that maybe you had to tone that down a little bit growing up because of parental guidance, but here you are turning it up. 
Exactly. So let's let's go back to the Podfest because that's where we met. So yeah. you were you were presenting there as a speaker, and I there were a lot of different workshops at the time um, going on at the same time. And I want to hear more about what you spoke about at the DC Podfest and really what you do during the day. Yeah. So I was at DC Podfest to really talk about marketing, and my talk was about how there are seven, at least seven opportunities to pre-market your episode before it comes out. And the bulk of those are actually before you even hit the record button. And these are principles that can apply to marketing anything. It doesn't have to be a podcast episode. Something that I think gets lost when people are new to marketing is they don't recognize that most of your marketing cycle happens before your product or service is released. So people wait to tell anybody about what they're creating until it's created and then they blast it out and then you sort of, what are you left with? Like once you've announced it, you might come back and a week later and say, hey, remember that thing that I told you about last week? Um, it's still out there, but you can start way in advance of that. And I was giving people the opportunity to understand what those opportunities are, but also how to use your own voice, your genuine voice, so that when you post something on social media or you write copy for your website or in any way are communicating in a way that maybe you're not used to in a marketing capacity, that it sounds like you, that it sounds like your genuine voice. So it doesn't sound like this completely other alien person. And it's so interesting because as there's more communication going on, whether it's through social media or other channels, the, the tuner on people is getting so much more sensitive. We can, we can just feel the ick when somebody's trying to sell us something or we can feel the misalignment when we know somebody and then we read about some product or service they're offering and it just feels off from who they are. And so I was sharing with the room by asking people in the room to use these seven opportunities to pre-promote something, I was offering them the option to speak it in their voice and have people in the room give them feedback on whether that sounded like genuinely them or not. And these people in the room didn't know each other, but we could still feel when there was an offness there, when there was a misalignment between what they were saying and who they were. You can just feel it. I I just found that so fascinating to see how people's eyes instantly lit up when they when they heard somebody say something that was true and when they heard something out of somebody's mouth that just sounded like sales. Mm. It is powerful. It is powerful. You can definitely, and you can hear it even if it's just audio too. It doesn't have to just be, you know, in person. I think you can, people's energy translates in all forms, whether it's, you know, watching, even watching videos, right? If you watch a video on mute on Facebook and you, you know, when you're scrolling and you mute it and you see someone talking, a lot of times, you know, you'll know if you want to click on that video or not based on some of the things that you're seeing, right? The right. So body language, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can hear it in somebody's voice and you can even read it in their written word. Yep. 
And that, I think, makes a huge difference in social media, which is why I think we gravitate just, you know, as people towards, you know, certain groups and, and not, you know, and away from the sleazy sort of icky um, salesy type people who, you know, they only want one thing, right? It's very similar with dating. Um, you know, you're like, okay, I know, I know what kind of guy you are. And so you <laughs> easily start to, you know, shy away from that. But the guys that are genuine or the women that are genuine and that can communicate in a way that's authentic. So why don't I ask you something about that? So for everybody who's listening, right? A lot of people listening are trying to network more, trying to put themselves out there and it can be very daunting. Um, and it comes easy to certain people, right? Like you and I sometimes, but other people are completely lost. So what would you recommend for somebody who maybe doesn't have a show, but maybe they go to a networking event for like business or um, just a social outing and they want to come off as at least a little bit more confident than maybe they are in that moment. Um, what do you recommend for, for that kind of environment? I do have a recommendation, but before I give it and it ties in together, I am going to correct you. This does not come natural to me. It was a hard road to learn how to do all of this, how to network, how to communicate, all of this. But I'm glad I had the opportunity to do that because it gives me the opportunity to share a fun story. So but um, I was first learning to do this, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I had the brilliant idea to get on a plane and go somewhere where I knew no one to try out my networking skills <laughs> because I knew that it would give me the opportunity to screw up, to change my story from one networking event to the other. And I never have to see any of those people again. So you don't have to hop on a plane to practice your networking skills and get comfortable with them, but go out of town. <laughs> when you are first starting to network, go somewhere where nobody knows your name. You don't have to worry about running into that person at the grocery store when you completely decided that you do something else or you provide a different service. Get out of your own backyard so that you can just be bold and try things out, see how they work. And then once you feel comfortable, then go back into those circles of people that you can really build a strong network with and who can help refer people to you. Okay, that's a good idea. I also want to add, I think too, you know, you don't maybe have to plan a whole trip, but the next time you're on vacation or the next time you're on a business trip, try to incorporate some of these questions. And, and you know, because it's funny when you're on a cruise ship or when you're in a meeting, you know, somewhere fun um, and, you know, it's a remote meeting and you're just dialing in or, you know, when you're at a hotel and you're by the pool. It's funny how all of a sudden you start meeting people versus when you're at home and you're just doing your thing and you're not kind of putting yourself out there. So then maybe the next time you go on a vacation, because right, the holidays are here, um, the new year is coming and people are going to be out and about. So take as many opportunities to... Um, to try just talking and just experimenting, especially when you're out. I, I like that idea of going somewhere where no one knows you because it can be weird when you go to like a conference or a networking event local and then you see that person in Sprouts the next week and you're like, oh crap. And not only do I, I not remember this person's name, but I totally screwed up when I said that I did X, Y, and Z and I couldn't answer this question and I felt awkward and you know what I mean? Like that can be a lot um, for people. And most people struggle with, you know, remembering folks' names and, you know, it, it being able to communicate who you are and what you do effectively. So yeah. definitely, I think that's a really good tip. I think also what you said about taking advantage of the holidays, one of the best places to 
try this out would be, you know, you're stuck at the airport and you can just walk around to the different lounges and just start striking up conversations with people and then go to a different one. And you'll never see those people again. They're, you're all just kind of sitting there in the airport doing your thing. And it's a wonderful opportunity. Yep. That's actually a really good, really good point. I've met so many people, um, you know, just haphazardly in an, in a line, right? Cause they make you line up, especially if you're playing Southwest, but they make you line up anyway. And so you've got that opportunity. Um, and obviously the lines are going to be insane over the next few weeks. So definitely take advantage of that guys. I think that'd be cool. So, okay. So you talked about pre-marketing and marketing in general and getting people going and getting people in alignment with what they do and speaking from the heart. Um, tell me more about what you do from day to day. Oh my goodness. So a lot of the work I do is creating content. So I create content for my IGTV show called the Danielle Daily Show. I have a podcast called The Suddenly Single Show, which you can find on iTunes and all the other usual suspect places for podcasts. So I create content for that. Uh, I network on social media. I have a book, so I work on promoting that. And then I also help other new entrepreneurs get started. People who are maybe in their 50s, they're you know not grown up with how to use social media and how to use MailChimp and how to take an idea that they have and turn it into a service or a product. So I'm one of those people that has done it all and I'm willing to sit right next to somebody as they figure out all those pieces and teach them how to do it rather than saying, you know, hey, here's my online course. It's going to walk you through the steps and then something goes wrong and then where are you, right? It's, it's really nice when you're new at something, a little bit older and maybe not as technology savvy to have somebody there who understands how all these pieces work together and what's, what's worth learning to use and what isn't. Nice. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Teaching people how to use technology, you definitely have to have patience because mm -hmm. even those of us who know technology find it daunting at the least most, most times, right? Technology can be, and it's always changing. So even though you can sit and learn an app or a website or something, you know, the, the fact that the fact is true, it'll just change. Yeah. Um, literally the next weekend or the next month, right? They're always pushing new updates. So um, it's a great, great industry to be in. It's super lucrative. And obviously you get the satisfaction of knowing that you help this person learn a new tool, launch their company, X, Y, and Z, right? That's kind of fun. For me is seeing when somebody really recognizes that they have an amazing idea and then somebody buys their idea or service from them. And they're like, oh my gosh, I have been running around with this knowledge for 10 years, 20 years, or I've been doing this for free for people my whole life. And now it's been validated with dollars. <laughs> this is like a thing. This is a real exciting thing that I do that's unique and valuable. And I just, I get a real kick out of that. <laughs> I definitely understand that because at the end of the day, right, you've got, you. we all have something and it, yes. for each of us is super unique. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're deciding that you want to be an entrepreneur, most of us don't think that we can or that we have a skill that's super, you know, um, 
marketable or that's um, lucrative or like people need it and uh, it keeps us from doing it. Or like, oh, well, there's already enough, you know, blanks out there, you know, real estate agents or health coaches or whatever. And at the end of the day, we all know that's a lie because there are plenty of, of people out there every day who are starting in whatever industry that you're, you're looking at being in or that you're interested in and that there is a place for you to thrive. There is a seat for you at the table. And I think I can speak personally that as, as an entrepreneur, that's one of the most daunting things is, you know, you feel like you're swimming in marshmallows or you're like one in a million. When in reality, that's total crock. It's a total crock. You're, you're the only one that's you. So in and of itself, you're already unique. So even if you're sitting in a room with like 80,000 other people who are doing the exact same thing as you, the truth is they're not all doing the exact same thing as you period. Even if you're all health coaches, even if you're all lawyers, even if you're all veterinarians, like it doesn't matter. You are, you have something unique to bring to the table and um, there's room for you to express and to, and to do your thing. So I think it's super important that you're helping people to do what they want to do, even if they have that sort of roadblock there. Um, Because in reality, I think a lot of us have the technology roadblock. Um, I was trying to figure out Instapages the other night and like integrating it with all these apps, right? There's so many technologies. You've got to integrate it with your calendar and then when people sign up, you got to take your calendar and your calendar has a little form and they fill out the form. And when they hit submit, then they get your PayPal and they can pay for the session. And then you've got to figure out how to set that up. And it's <laughs> like, oh my goodness, like it takes forever. You spend half of your time learning how to do the thing, how to set it up than you actually do, um, you know, sometimes behind the scenes. So. Oh my gosh. Yes. That, that's the thing, right? It's like, you think, oh, I, you know, this will take me five minutes and five days later, you're (laughs) going through the steps because there are all these pieces that have to fit together. And if you get to a point where you're just like, I don't even know what this is asking me to do. And you don't have anyone to ask. It can be daunting. Like you start looking around on YouTube, you start and sometimes your question, you don't even know how to frame it if you don't know what you don't know. Mm, that's so true. And that sometimes the league, the, what is it? The, um, the lag time on response can be multiple days. Yes. Right? From yes. the people that are working, like for instance, Instapages, um, it takes days sometimes to get a response. And then when you get a response, it's like some guy named Mike and he's like, uh, did you try that? And you're like, right. duh, Mike. I tried. Yes, I did everything on your frequently <laughs> asked questions page. That's why I emailed you and I said it in my, in my community. Uh, yeah, yeah, that could be irritating. And I love what you said about you know, we all offer something in a unique way, even if we're offering something that other people are offering. And one of the other things that I've noticed that stops people from becoming an entrepreneur is not just that they don't think that they have something unique to offer. It's that they feel like they can't call themselves an entrepreneur or be an entrepreneur if they're not doing it for the money. You know, a lot of the women that I have worked with, they have a husband who they do okay. You know, they have home, their kids go to school. They have, they have enough to cover the bills. They want to become an entrepreneur because they have drive and they have ambition and they have talents that they want to use and they want to grow through having to figure out how to do all of these different things and how to take their ideas and make them into something. And they think, well, you know, entrepreneurs are supposed to be trying to leave their jobs. So I guess, you know, that's not for me, but entrepreneurship is for anybody. All it takes is having an interesting idea 
and the drive to find a way to make that useful to others. And what I also love too is that, you know, we look around and there's so many people in our social circles who are entrepreneurs, right? Maybe we've got parents who have a, like a side hustle, they make jewelry or a side hustle and they cater or they have a side hustle and they, you know, they volunteer and they help get money for different organizations. Like there are so many things where a lot of us are doing and we don't even really realize it because it's just like a passion or it's a passion project. And I think a lot of times there's a blurred line between passion project and entrepreneurship. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, there's what, what I, what I find the saddest of all of it is that most people, you know, they're doing it because they want to do it, but they really could be if they wanted to um, doing it on a, on a larger scale, doing it um, in a way where they could make even a more like even a bigger impact than what they are. Um, if they were to learn some of the technologies, if they were to get out there a little bit more, if they were to promote themselves instead of kind of hiding um, at home or in like a room somewhere, um, there's a lot of potential. It's just a lot of times we don't always see it, which is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about, you know, getting people out there networking because you could end up meeting somebody like yourself who could help them take what they're doing to a much larger scale, even if it's just setting up, you know, a social media site or getting them on a special app for what they do. Um, to me, that's, that's incredible. And it can really change someone's life in a huge way. I agree. And I think one of the best reasons to become an entrepreneur is because it connects you to other people. It is an automatic thing that you share in um, with other people. And for me, I don't know if this is true for you, Whitney, but having my own business has been the greatest um, mine for friends. Like it's like gemstones, the mine of gemstones, all these amazing, interesting people are entrepreneurs. And that's really where I have found the the deepest and most interesting friendship connections. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's always super cool people who are doing something, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's very much like when you're a kid and you're in school and you've got, you know, your one friend who's like, a spelling bee whiz and then you've got somebody else who's you know killing it in basketball and you've got your cheerleader friends and you've got your academia friends like you have friends all over the map who are talented in so many different things and the same can be true as adults we don't always have to have and that's another thing I always talk about is making sure you at least expand your social circle you don't have to hang out with the same people from high school while you're you know 10 15 20 years out of high school you can expand and beyond just co-workers right um, even beyond entrepreneurship circles. I know a ton of people in both entrepreneurship worlds and corporate. So you really can have a, um, an array, like a big group of different types of people and that in and of itself will get you places. So I hope we've driven that home. This was not necessarily like, please go be an entrepreneur, but it is hopefully motivating somebody who's listening to at least either consider doing what they're doing on a larger scale or in a way that does more for them, right? Whatever that means. Um, Or to follow a passion project or to learn some technologies and help somebody else. Like there's so many things that you can do. And obviously with the turn of the year, right? The turn of the year, it's not, yeah, I think that works. But with with the upcoming new year, there's a lot of people who are excited and are just like, just excited to do something and to make a change for 2019. I love this energy. It's probably one of my favorite times of the year. Just the fact that like, we're literally getting a clean slate. It's not Monday. It's not the beginning of, technically it is the beginning of a, a new month, but it's not just a new moon or a full moon. Like it's a fresh new 
year. So I want to talk about your show, but I also want to talk real quick. What are you kind of aiming for, for 2019 and this new year? Like, what are some of your hot goals? Oh my gosh. So I have one that I just can't tell you about because it's a secret, but I'm really excited about it. Um, gosh, for me, so they're kind of wrapped in together. My my suddenly single show is my passion project. And one of my goals for 2019 is to figure out how I can monetize that without sucking the passion out of it. <laughs> because that is a problem that I've had in the past where I have taken something I absolutely love. I have built it into something amazing. And somewhere in that process, it stole the joy for me. So although I know exactly how to monetize my suddenly single show and could do so tomorrow if I chose, I'm really taking a step back and thinking about how I can do that in a way that I'm not going to end up robbing myself of the joy. Um, the other one for me is getting my own place again. I long story, divorced, moved out on my own, got really lonely, needed to be around more people. So I moved in with friends and I'm ready to be back out on my own again. But I'm also a little bit scared that I will end up back in that place where I was before where, you know, I just couldn't handle all of the alone time. And I think I have set up my life in between in a way that I will be glad to be going home and being alone because now I have a co-working space that I go to and I've, I've just been better about setting up a community of people because I'm a lifelong entrepreneur and I'm used to being home and doing things on my own, but I was so used to having somebody come home at night and it, it took me a long time to realize that I just wasn't happy living on my own. And so for me, figuring out how to get my own place again, but also keep myself, you know, stimulated and connected so I don't end up getting to that place where I feel so lonely. Mm. Nice. Those are fantastic, fantastic goals. And I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing that um, because, and I will be talking about this more on the show, this entire notion of what loneliness means and what being alone versus being lonely means. And the fact that you can be someone who prefers to just be around people and that doesn't make you needy or it doesn't make you codependent. It doesn't make you super extra. There's nothing wrong with being, wanting to be around other people and wanting to share space Right? And to have someone there to share your day and to share your life with, um, whether they're, you know, obviously a friend or a puppy or anybody. Um, so I'm really excited for you. And I'm, I've, there's some similarities in our stories and that I, I do also love being around people, but I kind of like having my alone time too. And balancing the two has been difficult because it's easy to get a roommate and it's often cheaper. And because we, it sounds like you like to travel too. Um, traveling can take you places. And so you don't always want to have those, um, all of those burdens, right? Mm -hmm. When you're not always there. So for me, that's always been a big motivation to share space, but I am excited to see what you, what you do in 2019 and kind of how that, um, how that turns out for you. And I'm also excited about the first thing being a secret. I'm hoping that you'll, 
<laughs> I'm like, wait, what? A secret? Wait, why? How are you gonna lead with there's a secret and you're not gonna tell me? So I'm excited. It's, to it's see. called pre promotion. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Get people hooked on the idea of your secret, right? Right. It's part of marketing. <laughs> Someone's gonna message me and be like, Whitney, so did well, you find out? <laughs> yeah. You well, um, I can tell you that by the time twenty nineteen rolls around, um, the secret will be out, so they won't have to wait long. Okay. Good. And I'll obviously we'll follow up and we're on such, what is your handle by the way? Give everybody your handle. Yeah. Find me on Instagram at the underscore Daniel daily. Okay. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes. Okay. So you started talking about your show. So let's get into that. I am obviously uh, a podcast nerd at this point, if it's not <laughs> obvious, but um, for those who are listening, uh, what, what is the show about and what inspired it and kind of where do you see it going? Yeah, so the name of the show is called The Suddenly Single Show, and it's for people who find themselves suddenly single, whether that is divorce, death, separation, or just good old-fashioned, I got dumped. Uh, When we find ourselves suddenly single, it can be upsetting, and it's a huge opportunity for self-transformation. And so I am sharing other people's stories about how they found themselves suddenly single and what they did to grow themselves as a human being and the adventures that they've had since. It's interesting. The idea came to me back in 2015 and it was one of those moments where you get an intuitive download, like where the universe just sends you a really cool idea and everything you need to to do it. And I received that entire package, everything to write about it. It was like a little package just tied up with a neat bow. So I put all this energy and work into getting it launched. And I recorded the first episode. I got it on iTunes, like everything, all of the things I did them. And then it was like, somebody had popped my balloon. I just like had no more interest or energy in it. I thought, Oh, maybe I've just overworked myself. Maybe I've just gone at it too hard. I'm just going to sit back for a little bit and um, let's see what happens. And weeks went by and then months. And finally, I just realized that for whatever reason, it wasn't the right time. The idea was the right idea, but it wasn't the right time. So I, I really didn't tell anybody about it. There were a couple people that knew I had been working on it and I just scrapped it and said, well, maybe I'll come back to it someday. So a few months ago, the idea started to come back and all of the energy and motivation came back. For some reason, now was the right time. And I started interviewing people. I, you know, redesigned everything. I resubmitted it to iTunes, everything basically in the same format as I had before, but just updated for three years later. And it has been so well received. People are so excited to listen to the suddenly single show who are not even single because they love the, the stories of tragedy and triumph, you know, Finding yourself suddenly single, whether you chose it or whether it happened to you because of circumstance, it's a huge life transition. And people like to hear how other people make it through a life transition. And I'm just so in awe of <laughs> the stories that of, of just strength and resilience that people are sharing on the show. And I, just, I can't wait to keep it going. Wow. No, that is awesome. I, I listened to one of my favorite podcasts of all times. It was called um, Modern Love. 
and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. It's I, it's one of my guilty pleasures, but like in a really good way. And it's only like 20 minutes for those of you who haven't heard. And and what I like about there's a few things. I I agree. People love a story of you know something dark or something troubling or difficult, and seeing that person go through it. You know, they're literally in the mud and then they figure out a way out and they end up on the other side of something really crappy and it is so beautiful and it's so powerful. And it's, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's fun because it gives you a glimpse into someone else's world and you don't feel less alone for having something similar happen to you or someone that you know. And um, I don't know, I just, I love those kind of love stories, but they're not always the lovey-dovey love stories, right? A lot of times it's, you, you turn up events where it's like you end up falling right. in love with yourself or, you know, falling in love with your life or where you live or your, you know, your apartment or whatever. Um, yeah. So I am so excited to tune in. I saw a couple of your social media graphics. Um, so the, the picture you have, it's black and white, right? Super yes. cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's super easy to find, obviously easy to spell. So guys definitely subscribe. Um, it's the suddenly single show, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay. So definitely type that in and subscribe. And, and when are you putting episodes out? Have you uh, They are already out. Yeah, I'm already launched. I think episode five came out today. So Yay. we're rocking and rolling. Sweet. Okay. Well, I have some catching up to do. So I'm excited. <laughs> you can binge um, it this weekend. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm excited. I'm in the car a lot. And so you mentioned co-working. And so just as a background, guys, um, this is really, really fun. And I'm going to have to figure out a way to, to showcase this with you all because it's funny to me, it's so interesting how you meet someone and how it turns into something else, right? There's like a zigzag and then, you know, a circle here and then a bubble here and then a connection there and then it goes down and then it turns left. And that's a lot of times what relationships are like. And I've met Danielle literally less than a month ago and we added each other on social media. She posted something. It was a repost of a graphic. It was a picture of these women in the phone booth that I'm literally sitting in right now. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, that picture is so cute. And something said something to me. It was just a, it was just a photo and it's Instagram, right? So there's no explaining it, but I click on it and I look at your caption and it was the repost, right? So it said, you know, how many people can you fit in the phone booth or something? And there were some people tagged. So I click it and it took me to this other Instagram page and I click at that and it's called Rowan Tree and it's in Herndon, Virginia, because I'm in Virginia right now. And it's a co-working space. Keep in mind, keep in mind, I had been looking very diligently for co-working spaces, literally all of November, like actively looking. I had been researching everywhere for co-working spaces. And this comes up and it was so bizarre. So of course I click on it. I follow them. I message the owners. I'm like, hey, I'm Whitney. How are you? Let's talk, blah, blah, blah. And they were nice. And they messaged me back, said, hey, Whitney, give me a call. And I called her, one of the owners, and I'm talking to her. She's walking around Target preparing for their upcoming launch. This is a brand new co-working space and it had been exactly what I was looking for. It's a women run, mostly women based co-working space that has wellness activities, which is something I had not seen in any other co-working space. Um, And just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So all of this zigzagged. And so today was the opening house. We're recording today and it just, it kind of comes full circle. So the power of reaching out to someone, connecting with someone can literally change the game for you, like in the biggest, biggest way. I could meet people here at this co-working space who could change my life or vice versa. 
Um, and I met a massage therapist here at one of their promo nights and she's hopefully going to come and, and give my mom a massage for the holidays. And so I'm really, really excited. So I do, I want to say thank you for that, Danielle, because that was, this is just amazing that I'm here today. It was literally because of that Instagram post that you posted. I um, love that. And I, I think it just goes to show that people of like vibe somehow always find each other, <laughs> whether it's through Instagram or podcast or whatever. Um, it's, it's just incredible how that just works somehow in the universe that when you are looking for something, something is looking for you. Yeah, it really is. So in the power of how rapidly it moves, um, you know, obviously with social media, but you know, if you're ready, like you said, and you show up, um, the right people will too. So hopefully that's motivation to somebody out there. But I did want to talk to you a little bit about kind of how you've been leaning on friends during, you know, a divorce and as you're an entrepreneur and just you living everyday life, like a regular person, how do you, how do you go about kind of putting yourself out there and, and keeping your relationships sort of vibrant and alive? Oh my goodness. I've been doing all the leaning. <laughs> I, I, I'm really looking forward to being the one who is the shoulder to cry on rather than the one who needs the shoulder to cry on. Um, I would say the way that I've kept it vibrant is by really expanding my circle so that I'm not always relying on the people who are closest into me. And it's been interesting to see who really shows up for you when you're in need. And sometimes the person you most need is somebody that you haven't met yet or somebody that you don't really have that close of a relationship with yet. And suddenly you have this need and here's this person who is there to fulfill it. And you never would have expected it. And it's, it's really incredible. So definitely expanding my circle so that it's not just those couple people on the inside who are having to always rise up and support me, but also just having a lot of fun and interesting experiences so that when I get together with people, whether that's new friends or old friends or even on a date, I have things to talk about other than my story, right? It's like, oh, I went and I did this and I experienced that and I went to this event and I talked to these people. That has been a huge part of keeping those relationships interesting so that we're not always talking about, you know, what's going on in my internal life, my emotional life. Mm -hmm. There are other external things that are interesting to other human beings <laughs> that I, that I can always be sort of focusing on. And it helps me too. It helps me focus on, you know, life moving forward and changes and exciting new opportunities. I, I can't, I can't recommend enough for people to just recognize that when something has changed in your life and you're not really comfortable with what that means in your life to just get even more uncomfortable and just start doing all the things that make you uncomfortable. And suddenly you wake up one day and you just feel so incredibly powerful because here were all these uncomfortable things. Some of them you chose, some of them that maybe were your life circumstance and you mastered them all. And it makes you an incredibly powerful person. I love that. And I, I kind of want to go a little deeper into that. So when you say 
get uncomfortable. And when you feel uncomfortable, get even more. What can people do? Because I feel like sometimes, you know, that's easier said than done unless you have something that's kind of driving you. So what can, what do you recommend? What should people lean on in those times? Because sometimes it's, it's hard. Well, for me, the first thing I did to make myself even more uncomfortable was I started taking ballroom dance classes because I am terrified of dancing. I am so uncomfortable moving my body with music. There's just some part of my brain that was not connected that doesn't understand rhythm and it doesn't understand beat. And I just was like, you know what? I see other people dancing and I see their happiness and gosh, darn it. I want to feel what they're feeling and everything about this is uncomfortable because one, I'm uncomfortable dancing two, I'm super uncomfortable going to a dance class by myself. And three, I'm even more uncomfortable having strange men touching my body right now. (laughs) So I'm just going to do it because I really, for me, the driver was, I wanted that happiness that I saw other people having. And I knew everything I was going to have to do along the way was going to be uncomfortable, but I was already super uncomfortable. So I just decided to just pile on. It was like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I am already so uncomfortable with my life. Let's just add a little bit more and just get it over with. Just rip the <laughs> And and I did. And so I would recommend, you know, looking at something that you know you're uncomfortable with. Maybe it's taking singing lessons. Maybe it's um, driving on a long trip for the first time by yourself. Maybe it's asking, ooh, one of the things I did was I went to a fast casual restaurant that's similar to Chipotle. And the lady in front of me looked like a nice person. And I noticed she was going to be eating by herself. And I asked if we could sit at the table and eat lunch together. So uncomfortable. But we did. And it turned out we had a lot of interesting things in common. And we had a nice conversation. And then we both went our separate ways. So think about stuff that your current you would never do. But a future possible you, you would high five that person if they were able to do those things comfortably mm-hmm. and start doing them. I love that. So, so, so much. We could do a whole episode on that, getting out of your comfort zone. And I, I, maybe I will, and I'll have you come on as like one of my like expert people, because it takes a lot of gall to do that. And it also takes follow through because it's, it's cool to say that you want to do it and then maybe even cool to do it once, but to commit to doing it. Right. That's why I love the ballroom classes because it it could even be salsa, right? It it, It it, could be anything. So I I want to just highlight that it took me 22 classes before I had fun. Not before it would be good. Not before, before I had fun, before I smiled, I went 21 times and it was that 22nd class that I finally was like, I had a good time tonight. I did not feel miserable and like I was forcing myself to be here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what changed? What was it? Was it because you're competitive and you wanted to get good and until you got good, you weren't going to be happy or what was it? No, no, it wasn't about being competitive at all. I never expected to be good. I just wanted to be at ease. Mm. I just wanted to be able to relax and to just do it without feeling like I was incompetent, Mm. like just to be generally doing it 
so that I at least blended in and was doing the move. Cause I see other people dance and I'm like, they're just doing the moves. They're not thinking about it. It's right. not difficult for them. I just want that. I don't even need to be excellent at it. Even though I really like to be excellent at a lot of things. <laughs> that was not the goal here. It was just like, I just want to be at ease and, you know, be able to relax and not have my, uh, my neck disappear because my shoulders were up around my ears from stress and it took 22 classes. Wow. That is incredible. I'm so glad you said that um, because I agree. I think like I was saying before, we'll, we'll finally get the courage to do it and then we'll go do it and we'll do it one time. And we're not happy after that one time where we feel, you know, weird or dumb because we don't know it or we're not as good as other people in the class. And we feel intimidated. And then we're just like, you know what? Screw it. Next weekend, I'm going to do this instead. And then we never go back and then we never learn. And so the, the act of following through, and I talk about that a lot, right? When we're, when we're meeting people, the act of not just connecting, but like actually following through is important here too. So hopefully that inspires, it inspired me to do something kind of crazy. And I will absolutely co-sign that you've got to get out and do adventurous and sort of out of the box things when you're going through anything, as well as when you need that sort of I don't know, that sort of boost. I feel like it really does boost you. It boosts your morale. It boosts your, your everyday. And like you said, it even boosts your social circle because then you need more people and you don't have like the same, not that there's anything wrong with having like a small knit, tight knit, like circle of friends, but it, it's always good to have some diversity and some, you know, some more people. It's nice to give those people a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Especially when you're going through something. Uh-huh. I've experienced the same thing. So awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I'm hoping for everybody who listens, who's listening right now, I want you all to, to challenge yourself to figure out maybe three things that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't done yet, right? It's the perfect time of year to do that. Everything is on sale, right? So there's no excuse for price um, unless it's something really intense. But even still, if it's still at a discount, you can figure it out, um, whether it's skydiving or salsa dancing or, you know, maybe volunteering at an animal shelter, things that you've wanted to do that you know for whatever weird reason is going to fill you up because you'd be surprised what fills people up. We're all different. Um, I've taken up crocheting lately because my mom is super into it and it makes her happy when I like crochet with her. So I've been doing that because I'm in Virginia and she loves it. So, and we donate some of the stuff and I've been giving stuff to my friends who have babies and it's fun. It's a challenge. And I've learned that I get super frustrated to the point where, and then I also can't focus. So I've learned so much about myself. And I think, would you agree when you're doing something that's challenging like this, you learn a lot of stuff about yourself in a huge way. Absolutely. And I, I personally geek out on learning about myself. And so that is an extra, extra boost, right? Like you're getting the boost from doing the new thing, but then you're also getting like a bonus boost from learning something about yourself that you didn't even know before. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm hoping that that encourages people. So we've talked so far about your business. We've talked about the DC Podfest a little bit and what you spoke on. We've talked about your show, the Suddenly Single show. We've talked about some of your goals for 2019. Um, and we've talked about some of the things that you've been through. Um, I want to end with a question. And this is one of my favorite questions to ask my, my guests that come on. But can you talk about a time in your life where 
networking or meeting being connected has changed your life in a super profound way, your life or your business? Yes. So I was at a networking meeting in Arizona and this was actually one of those get on a plane. I have no idea what I'm doing uh, escapades. And I met a guy who had a tree uh, care business. And I was telling him about what I do. And I was doing something a little different back then. But I was telling him and the, and the rest of the people there about what I do. And he was so interested in what I did that he was like, you know what? I have a friend who has a show, an online TV show, and I think she'd love to have you as a guest. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know anything about how to do that or anything, but I was like, here's an opportunity. And my mantra is always yes. And so I said, I'd love to be introduced to her. Well, she called me and she wanted to have me on her show. But I had a plane ticket that was supposed to take me home before the shows were being filmed. And so I decided, uh, one, that I was the kind of person who took opportunities, even if it cost me money. So I changed my plane ticket and I went and I did her show and it gave me the media book. I would not have been on the news. I would not have done all of these podcast interviews that I'd done if it hadn't been for that networking meeting and that guy with the tree climbing business. It changed, changed who I am. Wow. I love that. I love that. And shout out to that guy because obviously, you know, it, it was him and that moment, right? That needed to happen for you. So I'm, and I'm glad that you changed your flight. You took a chance. You mm-hmm. said yes, even though it may have been a little inconvenient or, you know, a little difficult. Um, and you did it anyway. So kudos to you. That's, that's super inspirational. Um, yay. Okay. So we've talked about so many things and I want to keep it um, at least around an hour, but I, I did want you to kind of give us again, your social media um, handles and really if there's anything else that you want to add, maybe that I forgot or that um, you didn't get to speak on um, as far as any of the things that we've covered um, you want to leave them with a little gem, a little Danielle Daily gem, um, please feel free to do that. Yeah. Well, the thing that I'm personally taking away from this is a huge curiosity about you because we talked all about me and <laughs> that's not usually how I do how I, I do conversations with new people. So I'm excited to uh, look more at your stuff online and to reconnect with you again in person. But people can find me on Instagram at the underscore Danielle Daly. That's D-A-I-L-Y. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle Daly TV. Uh, You can find me on the web at suddenlysingleshow.com. And you can listen to the Suddenly Single Show anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. And the gem I would like to leave with people... Um, you know, one of the best things I've ever done for myself is to master the voice inside my head and to force it to say nice things to me. So if you don't leave this episode with any ideas about what it is you're going to shoot for in 2019, I'll suggest that master the voice inside your head, make it say nice things to you because 
that has really made all the difference in how I see myself and who I'm becoming. Wow. Wow. That was a, a mic drop moment. I absolutely, absolutely love that gem. So definitely take that to 2019, take it into 2019, take it um, literally to the head and, and do that work because you know, you're, you're your only person. I mean, at the end of the day, it's you and you're the one who's talking to yourself, um, whether you're aware of it or not, whether you're focused on it or not. Um, and it affects you. So, and it affects the people around you and, and who you attract and who you meet. So it's, it's very important. Um, and we'll talk more about that too. So definitely subscribe to the Suddenly Single Show. Um, and obviously now you can rate and review. So go ahead and do that as well. Obviously you can rate, rate and review this episode as well. I'll be putting these episodes on YouTube under a different um, playlist on my YouTube channel so that you have the transcription and you can kind of take notes. It's easier that way. Um, I will be also linking the Suddenly Single Show and Danielle, um, the I, IG page, the Twitter page, um, do you have a Facebook page? I do. It's the Danielle Daily. Okay. All those will be in the show notes. So you guys can click on them, whichever tickles your fancy social media wise. Um, Danielle, thank you so much again for connecting with me at DC PodFest, for being so friendly, for being open to do this. I know it's hard because I don't talk a lot about myself on these because most of the listeners know a bit about me. <laughs> so, And I, I can talk like a lot. And so sometimes I end up talking and I want to make sure that I hear from you and I, and I also want to make sure that the people who are listening understand the importance of listening to other people. Because like you said, a lot of times it's difficult because we're, you know, talking and going back and forth. Um, but like you said, you're used to hearing other people out, which is so important. A lot of people aren't. So making sure that you ask questions, you ask good questions, you're paying attention, you follow along, um, you're engaged in the conversation. And these are all crucial crucial networking and people skills to help you build lasting relationships, which is really what the show is all about. So I'm glad that you were such a good sport and you had so much to offer. I, I, like I said, I go in these episodes, I have no idea what's going to happen. We're not curating. I don't have any notes. Um, all I have is just some basic memory of, of kind of where I met you or kind of where I know you from, what you do on the internet, et cetera, but that's it. So, and that's life, right? Um, so yeah, I hope that somebody found this useful, um, out there in the world and they'll implement some of these and maybe we'll get some salsa dancers or some ballroom dancers or some skydivers now because you've inspired them. So again, guys, I am Whitney Danielle. You can follow the show everywhere as well. The Network and Spill show. I'm on Instagram as Whitney Danielle Coaching as well as Network and Spill. And I'm on Twitter as Whitney DC Life. I love Twitter so much. It's my new thing. Um, and so definitely share this episode out. Um, make sure you're subscribed, you rate and you review and you come back next week for more. Thanks again, Danielle. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.